Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. My name is Alexander, and welcome to Ivy Exec Insights, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. Visit us at ivyexec.com and join our growing executive network. In this episode, we are diving deep into the art of crafting the perfect pitch with our career advisor, Tamara Milosevic. Whether you're seeking a new job, aiming for that promotion or hoping to secure investment for your startup, mastering the skill of self-presentation is crucial. So we're going to explore the nuance uh, of pitching yourself effectively. We'll learn how to grab your audience's attention, uh, keep them engaged, and leave them eager for more. Our career advisor, Tamara, will share invaluable tips and strategies on leading with your goals, weaving in your backstory, and connecting the dots to make your pitch compelling and memorable. So whether you're a seasoned professional looking to fine tune your pitching skills or someone just starting their journey, this episode is packed with actionable advice you won't want to miss. Uh, Stay tuned as uh, we unravel the secrets behind successful self-presentation. So let's begin. Welcome, Tamara. Great to have you. We've done one show in the past, but it's great to have you again. And actually, we're looking forward to having you back for another one. Hey, Alexander. Thank you so much for inviting me um, to participate in this podcast with you. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm really hoping that all the advice that we can provide is going to be useful, um, you know, for our audience and help them, you know, with with their job search. Awesome. So let's begin. Um, My first question would be, uh, can you tell me why is pitching yourself important? I know the uh, self uh, presentation, your personal brand is always uh, a hot topic to talk about. But uh, what is uh, the primary goal of a successful pitch? Yeah, so the pitch is not there to help you secure a job or some investment immediately, you know, straight away. The primary goal um, of that is to engage the audience. You know, you want to have a meaningful conversation with them something that will leave them intrigued, excited, and curious about what it is that you can bring to the table potentially. So the ultimate objective is to initiate a second conversation, you know, a follow-up to make them interested in finding out more about you and, and what it is that you propose. And if you have that second conversation, you'll be able to delve deeper into the details and potentially you can move closer to achieving your larger goals by um, you know, having that that second um, talk with them and um, explaining a bit more of what it is that you want to propose um, and what it, how do you want to pitch yourself. So that's the, the primary goal, not to necessarily, you know, manage to accomplish something straight away, but to actually get them invested and interested uh, in finding out more about that. Uh, great. So, uh, what are the key elements that all that are well-crafted pitch should have? And my follow-up to that: Is there a structure to it? Yeah, definitely. Um, there are a few things that a well-crafted pitch should have, and there is a structure that you should follow. You know, to make it as effective as possible. Um, basically, you want to have the destination 
the backstory, and then you want to connect the dots in the end. So let's go one by one. Um, when it comes to the destination, um, that's actually leading with your goals. You know, what, what is the purpose of that? And what are you excited about? Um, when you lead with your destination in a pitch, um, it immediately draws people in. You know, it sets a positive tone for the conversation by focusing on your goals and your aspirations. So that makes it more likely for your audience to want to continue the dialogue with you, right? It helps you generate curiosity and enthusiasm, and that makes the conversation more engaging, you know, more dynamic. And also it prompts people to, to ask you questions and to seek more information about the goals and the aspirations that you have. So this makes the conversation more dynamic. When it comes to the backstory, um, so this is basically sharing um, your relevant experiences and the transferable skills that you have. For example, if you're changing the industry, um, that, that's what you want to do. Relevant experiences um, can refer to, you know, specific activities or specific roles you've undertaken in the past that can directly relate to what is it that you want to do next. So these experiences demonstrate that you're competent, you know, that you have the competence and that you also have the expertise in that particular field. When we talk about transferable skills, on the other hand, um, those are the skills that can be applied across various contexts, you know, across various roles. Um, they may not be directly related to, to your desired opportunity, but they can still be valuable assets that you have. You know, for example, skills like problem solving, um, communication skills, leadership skills. This is something that can be transferable and can be beneficial in, in many different roles. Also, when, when you're constructing your backstory for a pitch, um, you should always focus on prioritizing relevant experiences over recent ones. So it's not that much about what happened more recently, but what is more relevant. Basically, the goal is to curate a story that will make sense and that will help your audience understand your journey, um, emphasizing why certain elements of your background are important or, or compelling. So the emphasis should be on the relevance of your past experiences to your current goals. In order to effectively communicate your transferable skills, identify the skills that are relevant to the opportunity that you're pitching. Explain how these skills uh, can make you a valuable candidate by providing some examples of how you've used them in different contexts in the past. And also you can showcase your ability to adapt and apply your skills in various situations, emphasizing you know, the versatility and the value. And lastly, um, talking about connecting the dots, so you want to explain how your past, your present, and your future align to make you the right candidate for that opportunity. So connecting the dots in a pitch refers to the process of bringing together basically your past experiences, your past skills, and also your current goals to create a cohesive and relevant narrative. That will help your audience understand why a specific opportunity is the right fit for you and why it's important or timely. Um, Connecting the dots effectively in a pitch is also crucial because it ensures that your story makes sense and that it resonates with the audience. That removes any doubts or any uncertainties about how your past experiences and skills align with your current goals. It also reinforces the idea that, that you're the right person for the opportunity for that job. And of course, that increases your chances of success.
Wow. Uh, thank you for that <laughs> very detailed uh, detailed insights. And uh, speaking of your past, present, and future, that remind me uh, of similar to you know composing and writing a resume. And uh, we already know that customizing the resume is crucial, and a lot of people, including myself, uh, have done the same uh, mistake in the past and having one resume just uh, sent, uh, sent out to every uh, similar job role, job position, um, not adaptable to that exact position but or exact company, but, you know, just connecting all types of industry with one same one same resume, um, or even even worse, uh, might I say, have the same resume as your LinkedIn page. So, resume uh, customizing the resume is crucial. But what about the pitch? So, is there a one size fits all, or when pitching yourself, uh, does it require some additional customization like a resume? Mm -hmm. So first of all, don't worry. That's a very common mistake that most of my clients make, you know, at the beginning of their job search. They use the same version of their resume for all the roles that they're interested in without customizing, without tailoring them to a particular role. And this is number one mistake. So it's very important to always go through the job description and the requirements. Um, and that way, that will help you extract the main skills required for that position. So you can ensure that you incorporate them in that version of the resume that you're going to send out. And this will greatly increase your chances of, you know, your resume being um, screened by the ATS, the applicant tracking system, which actually looks for keywords. Um, and that will also ensure that your resume is going to be sent to the next round of, of the interview process, basically into the hands of an actual person, a recruiter, rather than, you know, just being screened uh, by a computer and being discredited or discarded just because it lacks those keywords. So, yeah, this is definitely something that's very important when it comes to your resume, but also when it comes to your pitch. Because in job search, it's there is rarely such a thing as one-size-fits-all approach, right? You really want to ensure that you customize your pitch for different situations uh, because each conversation or, um, or each audience may have some unique objectives and some unique interests. By adapting your pitch, you will be able to tailor your message to align it with, with those specific goals that they may have. And that makes it more relevant and more compelling to the individuals or to the group that you're addressing at that moment. So definitely always ensure that you customize your pitch as well as your resume whenever you're applying for a new role. And uh, one, uh, just uh, one uh, quick uh, follow-up. Uh, how um, I have a main question, but before we get to that, uh, how long should the pitch be? Yeah, well, when it comes to your resume, uh, as we know, resumes are very succinct, you know, very concise, and you really need to go straight to the point. So the resume, um, the pitch in your resume should not be longer than five to six lines, ideally. And the information that you want to include there would be, you know, you just want to tell us how many years of experience you have, what are the things that you're good at, 
you can always highlight some of your previous roles, for example, or some of your previous um, companies. If you're proud of working for some leading companies in the industry, for example, that's something you can do as well. And you can give us some scope, you know, especially in leadership roles. It's very important to emphasize what is the largest team that you led throughout your career, what is the largest budget that you managed as well. So all of that should be able to fit in five to six lines. And, you know, just think of, of what, what is the key information you want to convey in 30 seconds or less. You're just meeting someone in an elevator. That's why we call it elevator pitch. Right. And you have very limited time, right, to, to impress that person. So just think about the things that you really want to share with them in those 30 seconds or less that would, you know, make them interested in finding out more about you and perhaps talk to you again in an, another opportunity. So, yeah, five to six lines um, in a resume should be more than enough. Uh, great. And okay, so my, uh, my main question now, and this is something that we talked about uh, before starting the show, and that really stuck with me. And that is that you mentioned that the pitch should be compelling and memorable. So what are some of the essential, essential qualities that make it that way? Yeah, that's very important. Uh, you know, uh, you really want to be memorable. You really want to be compelling because, as I mentioned previously, your goal is to have that second conversation with the person. So you really want to hook them in um, into finding out more about what you're saying. And in order to be compelling and memorable, um, the page should exhibit some qualities such as, number one, authenticity, you know, being genuine and being sincere in what you're saying. Um, it's very crucial in a pitch because it builds trust and credibility with the audience. When you're authentic, people are more likely to connect with you on a more personal level as well. You know, that resonates with them and that leads to more meaningful and more productive conversations. It's also essential to be authentic uh, because that will make you sound like you believe in what you're saying, right? And if you believe it, authenticity will just shine through in, in, in your delivery. But if you don't genuinely believe in your message, it's becoming it's going to become very challenging, you know, to convince others to buy into it if you haven't bought into it yourself. So right. your passion, your conviction, you know, they should be contagious. And when you're fully committed to your pitch, it will come across as more compelling and more, more persuasive. And talking about the, the second quality that the pitch should have um, is clarity. So if you're clearly conveying your message and your intentions, um, you're actually ensuring the effectiveness of a pitch. A clear and a concise message is easier for your audience to understand and to remember. It also elim eliminates confusion, misinterpretation, and it allows your audience to grasp the key points very quickly. You know, It will also demonstrate your ability to communicate effectively, and this is definitely a skill that's very valuable in many contexts. And lastly, you know, I think this is something that, that's very important in any type of communication. It's enthusiasm. You know, if you're demonstrating a very genuine excitement and passion for your goals, uh, being contagious with your enthusiasm, that transfers, you know, that excitement transfers into your audience as well. And of course, that increases the chances of them becoming more invested in your story, wanting to find out more about that. And that leads to that second conversation with them. So, uh, okay, I have a follow-up uh, question to that, but uh, before uh, we go to that question, I I just want to ask you uh, this. So, uh, this is 
I don't know, like sixth or seventh time you mentioned the story and how <laughs> the story is important. So is storytelling actually a part of a pitch? Yeah, you noticed that very well. I use the word story a lot because it definitely is part of the pitch. And it's a very powerful tool, you know, for making your message relatable and memorable. Um, it helps create a narrative that connects your, your past experiences with your current goals and making your pitch more engaging, more per persuasive. Uh, stories always resonate with people on an emotional level. So this is their 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 main, um, you know, uh, quality. And that makes your pitch more relatable, allows your audience to connect with you on a more personal level. So definitely that's why storytelling is the way to hook people in and, you know, make them more interested in your pitch. If you build a compelling narrative, a compelling story, that just enhances the chances of your of your pitch being effective. So uh, let's go back uh, to the resume question. Mm -hmm. So uh, we covered that uh, you need to customize and tailor your resume, no matter uh, of the position you're applying or industry you're trying to get into. Uh, yes. So when changing the industries, uh, does that same rule uh, is that same rule applicable to changing the pitch as well? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, it's also important because if you want to convey, you know, your your um, your ability to work in different industries, if you have transferable skills that you want to highlight, it's always good to tell them through a story. You know, because that makes it very authentic as well. You see, all these qualities that we've mentioned, the authenticity, uh, the clarity, the enthusiasm, and as well as the storytelling, they, they all come together, you know, to, to create, um, to help you basically build your pitch and build your, your story about what is it that you've done in the past, what is it that you can do now, and what is it that you potentially want to do in the future? How does all of that relate um, to each other? So definitely, I think, you know, um, also when you want to change industries, for example, storytelling is very important. It's crucial because what the first thing that recruiters will ask you is why. Why do you want to change? Because you've already invested so much time, for example, in, in your previous industry, um, and why do you suddenly want to change it? They, they will be scared, you know, that you're a volatile person, that you're someone who might change their um, opinion and their wishes very, very quickly. And you want to, to convince them that that's not the case, but you actually just possess so many transferable skills and so much expertise in different areas that you want to ensure, you know, you're, you're actually using your potential to the maximum and applying that knowledge and those skills in other industries that you might be interested in as well. So that's one of the things that, that why one of the reasons basically why storytelling, um, you know, goes all the way through your, your pitch, the interview process, uh, when explaining your transferable skills, when changing industries, whatever that may be. Uh, okay, and an interesting question, uh, can pitch, uh, be used and how can we go about it when it comes to networking so uh, mm -hmm. we spoke uh, now to pitching yourself uh, to uh, uh, presumably new employer new organization but uh, when yeah. it comes to networking 
mm-hmm. is uh, does the pH have same uh, effectiveness? Uh, should you need to customize it for that purposes as well? And how should we go about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. You know, customizing it, as I mentioned, you know, different people, different audiences may have different objectives, different aspirations, might perceive a message in a different way. So it's always good to customize it, even when it comes to networking. And networking is, we've, we've spoken about how much, how networking is important and how much attention should we pay to it many times. Uh, but I think one of the key things is that when you're networking, is more about it's more about the quality than the quantity. So you do want to network with as many people as possible, definitely. But you want to ensure that you're networking with the right people, the ones who could actually be beneficial to your job search. You know, because if you are just networking with as many people as possible, but without a particular goal, um, you're basically just you know wasting a lot of time and energy into that. But connecting with fewer people, but the right people, the ones, you know, that share the same area of expertise as you, the same industry as you, or work for companies that you would be potentially interested in, is going to bring you more results, better results, faster results as well, than just connecting, you know, endlessly with whoever you you, you can. Definitely, that, that there's no harm in connecting with as many people as you can as well. But, you know, just try to be focused in that um networking quest, you know, in that job search. And of course, when you're meeting people, definitely pitch yourself correctly, you know, try to convey your ideas in a most concise manner, in an interesting way as well, and try to connect with them on a more personal um, level that resonates with them. Okay, so to conclude, uh, what's one actionable step you can share with our audience that they can take right now? to enhance their pitching skills and create more compelling self-presentation in their career or business endeavors in general? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, There is something that anybody can do. um, And I think one actionable actionable step, you know, that the audience can take right now to enhance their their pitching skills and to create um, a more compelling self-presentation is to practice. And you can practice your, practice your pitch regularly with someone you trust, for example, a friend or a mentor, you know, someone who can give you feedback as well. Basically, someone who who can provide a constructive feedback and be honest with you, you know, give you some honest insights uh, about your pitch. When you're practicing in, in a safe and in a supportive environment, that allows you to refine your delivery, you know, to identify areas for improvement as well. And it will help you gain confidence in your pitch. So the more you practice, the more po- the more polished, more persuasive your pitch will become, and you know it's going to come mu- much more natural to you to do it in the future. Okay, and one last question before we go to final thoughts, and this is just uh, let's say a teaser question. We can definitely go into <laughs> in another in another episode, but how does pitch differ, and does it? Uh, differ from building a personal brand can it be mm-hmm. used in some sort as a stepping stone or how 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 can it be used and is it the same or does it differ from personal brand mm-hmm. 
I think pitch is definitely a part of building a personal brand because when you're talking about personal brand, I think the word that comes across is authenticity. And, you know, you really want to be authentic and you want to build authority there. So authenticity right. and authority. And as you remember, I already mentioned the, the authenticity when it comes to the pitch. But definitely, you know, by conveying the right message, by framing it the right way, that would help you, um, you know, level your brand, your personal branding up and establish yourself as this, you know, thought leader, as this professional with a lot of experience who has a lot of insights to share with people as well. So I think, you know, practicing your pitch as well is going to help you in building your personal brand. They're like not not, not different, not the same as well, but definitely it's pitching is a part of building that personal brand. So if you're aiming to do that, practicing your pitch is definitely going to help you. So any final thoughts for our listeners today? Well, I think all career advisors just repeat the same things all and over again, such as customize your resume, you know, customize your pitch as well. Just ensure that you're proactive about your job search, you know, um, apply all the possible tools that you can find, um, starting from customize, customization, of course, go uh, to networking, you know, connect with the right people, practice your pitch, practice how you do interviews as well. Um, always have some some answers ready in your mind, you know, to some questions related to your accomplishments, your contributions, what is it that you can do that makes you stand out as the best candidate out there. And I think, you know, having be, being prepared for, for those type of questions is going to help you greatly uh, navigate, you know, situations in which you're being asked um, on the spot and you don't really know what to respond. But by having a few of those um, answers ready in your head, it's going to help you, you know, be on, stand strongly on your feet, even when someone throws you off with a question. So I think, you know, just by being proactive, networking and being positive about that, of course, you know, don't lose faith <laughs> even when it gets hard right. and job search can get hard and, you know, exhausting. We all know that. Yeah. But definitely, you know, trust in yourself, trust in the process and, um, you know, do your best about it. And I'm sure the results will be there in no time. Well, thanks so much, Tamara, for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and all this information with myself and all of our listeners today. It's great to have you. Looking forward to have you back again. As we planted the seed of a discussion for next time regarding personal brands. Yeah. Uh, and thank you all for tuning in today. You can uh, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in Ivexec Insights. You can schedule a call with uh, Tamara uh, on Ivexec website. You can follow her on LinkedIn. Just type in Tam uh, Tamara Milosevic. Uh, my name is Alexander, and I'll catch you next time. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.